Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. They're doing uh, the um, swap meet Friday at 6. Friday at 6, like, hmm. I, I know I'm working then. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. I'm to close to Saturday. it, too. I'm going to go Saturday, but I might jump down there Friday, <laughs> right after work, grab my three-day pass. I'm going Sunday when all the good stuff's gone. Oh, I, who, you know what? <laughs> there's always good stuff still around. Yeah, there's around. always going to be good stuff. There's mm. Lots of replications that are going to still be around. Sure. There's a couple of books. How much are the uh, passes to go to? 40 that? bucks for a three-day. I believe there's a $15 Nevada resident deal. For a single day pass? Is that at the door or is that in advance? That's at the door. Okay. Okay. Not sick. I'm starting to feel sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 253. I am Master Torgo. Wookie Fever. 80s Jeff. Captain Private fucking whatever. Max. I like Captain Private. <laughs> private Captain. I'm private, private, private Captain. I have come up with a name. Flip Floppy Your Matt. Captain for Flip penis. Floppy Matt. There we go. Flip Floppy Matt. That's it. I'm sticking to it. Uh, you know, I'm sticking to it, says Foot Floppy Matt, <laughs> a.k.a. AKA <laughs> Private Canada. No, You'll always be Private Canada to me. Uh, you know what? Oh, Private Commonwealth. That's I don't it. know you would ever want to put Floppy in your name when That's Paul's fine. sitting across no, the room from fine. you. Uh, you know what? Actually, Commander K threw out an idea mm, boy. that I'm, I'm kind of a champion of. Which is? Uh, maybe we should let the uh, Geek Shock fans name Captain Private Flippy Flop. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm a little scared for that. <laughs> well, you, you know should what? Be. You know what? We'll be the final arbiters. Okay. All right. So, so I'm throwing it out to you, Geek Shockers. Uh, what? What should Captain Private Flippity Flop Canada Commonwealth <laughs> Geek be Shockers? Called? Like with the, the the two fingers in the in the pinky? If that's oh, how you roll. No. Oh, <laughs> if that's how you roll. You know what? I we were talking about this on uh, the uh, Ice Cream Social today. We don't have. A name for our fans, exactly. You're right. As we call the the scoops, I came right, up right. with that right off the bat. Right. I think we should call uh, our fans shock monkeys. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't like think scoops. that. Uh, I, I, don't, I like it actually. I don't think that's gonna go over that well. Shock monkeys. Shock monkeys shock is monkeys. great. Are you kidding me? Why not shock monkeys? Are you bringing it back? Porch monkeys, shock monkeys. Oh my goodness! <laughs> really? Wow! My go, brain didn't even go. Not there. at all. No, I'm talking about like, like monkeys clerks, that are in a lab. Clerks two is just on yeah, the other that's night. That's not what I, I said. I didn't I say went. porch monkey. Good gravy. <laughs> oh boy! I said shock monkey. Like I didn't even go there. Peter Gabriel's right. Shock the monkey. Shock the monkey. Right. Uh, I don't think that was a racist epithet. <laughs> Jiminy jumped up Christmas. <laughs> nah, if anything, that was going back to your, your roots. Oh, right. yeah, Peter Gabriel, man. He's the man. He's he the is. man. Well, I like shock monkeys. Shock monkeys is one. We can work on some others. I'll figure something out. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? I'll throw that out to you, too. Okay, listeners. Name the Captain Private and... Uh, name yourselves. <laughs> name yourselves. <laughs> And do the show. And do the show. Why, please, read the, get the news for me, because that takes so long to find. What geeky things did you do this week, gentlemen? Don't everybody answer at once. My well, mouth is full of bears. I, I can yeah, easily I start. I'm like, I'm I'm like, like, go see the bucket show to the, with the uh, Fanny Paul over there. That's pretty much the only geeky thing I did. The, well, you, you did what? I couldn't hear you. Went to the bucket show. Oh, 
And did you have a good time? It was a good, good, good time. Yes. How many times is that for you now? The Three. That, you are Three. bucket regular. Hat trick. <laughs> I'd go if you did hat tricks, though. I don't wear one, so that's kind of a hat trick. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's your free plug right there. You used to wear a hat all the time, Paul. What what uh, what changed in your your wardrobe? In my day to day regimen, I wear a hat quite often because I wear a hat at work. Oh, right, right, to right, get right, the right. sun off my head. Sure. And that does hell with my hair. So I wear a transitionary cap between the car park and my working space because uh, otherwise I look a shambles. Not that I don't look a shambles anyway, trudging out of there after working in 103 degree heat. I mean, I'm just like, by the time I'm done, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. I've been wearing a full suit. When I get done, I just unbutton my white shirt, let it fly, and let it just air out the back because I'm a sweaty, (laughs) sweaty bastard. And uh, yeah, so I just trudge on back. Now, um, now, now, was the, the I still wear this hat though. This is a going on ten years hat. No, did you? Whatever did you do? Did you? I do lost that, that one? one somewhere. Huh? I lost my NXO one hat. Before that, it was my Smashing Pumpkins hat. I lost that one. I think that one just kind of fell apart. Yeah, from the sweat. <laughs> so was the whole reason no. you wore the the hat uh, during Trek was not because you like to wear hats, but because it was a transition thing. From it was a transition thing because I was okay. wearing a fake head all day. Right, right. And then just, yeah, I mean, more than anything. It was still practical, but it was, right. yeah. But, I mean, you wore that thing all the time. I wore it, when you but that working. was it. That was just the reason why? That was okay. it. And then and then I would wear it sometimes on off days. I've gotten a little more savvy but because after, when, I, when a Klingon is your full-time job, you right. don't care about your hair because you're covered with a fake head and wig all day and you look a wreck. But when I transitioned over to uh, doing uh, improv full time, your hair is your calling card. You don't wear a hat in improv scenes. You certainly don't wear it on the main stage. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got a little more savvy. I found a good barber. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm at now. So now I have a good barber who gives me a good haircut that I can actually manage and make work and look presentable. And there you go. And how much <laughs> is that to get a barber? See, I, I'm not as rich as you. I go to Supercuts or um, Great Clips. There was a time know. when I lived the Great Clips lifestyle. I've finally breaking, broken free of those shackles. Uh, I have a very good barber who, uh, it depends on the level of cut and the accoutrement and extras that I get. Now that I have the beard going, that is another, uh, yes. that is another extra expense. Uh, but uh, I can go anywhere between 45 to 80, tip included, for... Yeah, but that's, wow. that's a reasonable price. It's like a chick haircut. For a great cut. I mean, look at you. Look it's great. a good haircut, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, Phil is I was the paying, man. He's, I was paying that once, and it, I look great. Right. Yeah. So what's it worth? Yeah. You know, what do you want to pay? And I, it's not like I go every other week. I go once every two months, basically. Sure. Once every six weeks if I if, if I catch a growth spurt or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's sparsed out pretty far apart. He fits me in. No time, so yeah, he's really great. So, yeah, I'll Nothing spend it. Nothing beats a hot shave. Uh, see, and I haven't gone hot lather shave except on the back of the neck, which is really great too. So, yeah, I got the full Monty last time. I really treated myself. It felt <laughs> good. It felt good. Full spoil, shampoo, the whole nine. Really did it up nice. Now, when we started the show, we were talking about the Classic Gaming Expo. We were. Coming this weekend to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Riviera Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, all... Early consoles, video games, arcade setups. Uh, I don't know what to expect, just because it's. The, I know the, exactly what to expect. Ask any question you might have. Uh, are I've they going to following bring, this for months? Great. Are they going to bring the museum back? 
They are going to have that same museum component. It's going to be there. It might not be as full on as the last time because they are working very hard to establish the museum as a set location. Yeah, the permanent site. So that's part of what was going on. The guys who usually run the thing, they're very focused on putting together the museum. They weren't even going to have it this year. And, you know, it's only every other year anyway. Sure, right. And so these guys are like, please, we got to do it. So a bunch of fans and friends of theirs that attend the show regularly have taken on the mantle this time. And it looks like so far they're doing a really great job. They've got some real enthusiastic people behind it this time. Uh, and they've got some interesting new guests coming in to do panels and some new uh, uh, people to be there for the displays and whatnot, the the retail stuff so yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i'm excited i am too man ridiculous they're gonna have all the the cabinets still set up and everything i think they're gonna have uh that um wreck it ralph cabinet's gonna be there again oh, fun wreck it ralph's gonna be present in some respect so who knows we might even get a taste of what's going on uh the microsoft people are gonna be there to talk about the movie oh the atari movie yeah yeah mm-hmm, the et landfill movie there's going to be a huge panel on that. It's going well, to be a, a, a premiere uh, for that. Um, Tommy Tallarico. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Extended Play way back in the day. Oh, geez. Uh, I do. Yeah, so actually. Tommy Tallarico yes. and uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the other guy? I don't know. I don't know if he'll be there. I hope he is. Uh, God, what's the other guy's name? Oh, it's killing me that I don't remember his name right now. Uh, for those who don't know Extra Play, what is it? Extended Play. Extended Play. Extended Play. Extended play. Um, oh, Victor Lucas. So Look at you digging it up. Victor Lucas and Tommy Tallarico were hosts of one of the only really well-produced early game video game shows out there. Uh, Tommy Tallarico is a video game composer by trade. He started off doing music for games way back in the day. He has since gone on to establish the Video Games Live concert series. Okay. He's the guy behind that, so the orchestration of all that. So he's going to be there. So, yeah, it's going to be just a lot of good stuff. And there will always be – like I remember even last the la- every year I go, I see video game journalists that I know. Um, who was there last – the two years ago? And I was like, oh, how fun. Uh, Chris – Kohler, who does a bunch of retro stuff. He's a, just a retro freak and just got old school shit. I imagine there'll be quite a few of the YouTube channelers there. Yeah, I th- I hope that um, uh, oh my god, my brain is exploding. Mega 64, I hope Mega 64 oh, comes. Yeah. They did a promo video last year. They just sent a promo video last year, which is cute. I would love to see them there. Now, so They're I don't. Funny. So I don't step on the news. Do you have a thing about Chubby Checker and Atari in your news? I don't. So okay, go ahead. Paul, Paul mentioned uh, the Microsoft people talking about Atari. Uh, apparently, this just happened this weekend. Uh, like the the grandson uh, or the son or whatever of like a former Atari executive unearthed a cassette. Uh, back when Dig Dug was coming out for the Atari, they did this commercial um, that featured music that was very Chubby Checker style but not featuring him. Well, apparently they had actually tried to get Chubby Checker and had recorded him doing vocals for this song, loosely based on his, his song, The Twist. And Let's dig the it, dug, it was, sure. Yeah, it was lost like <laughs> Have you heard for it? decades. I, I haven't heard it. Um, apparently it is online I'm sure that it's you can come find. On, baby. Let's dig the dug. But uh, the, it was just, it was fascinating because it's like nobody seems to really know why Chubby Checker didn't go forward and do the sure. vocals for it because they had it recorded. So, sure. so, so the kid that has the cassette is like, he's like, I don't know if it's just maybe that you know 
the only copy they had was the one that my dad, you know, gave me and I misplaced for, you know, three decades and just un- uncovered. But uh, try, it's, try it's fascinating. I mean, it's not completely directly related to the... Uh, you know the Atari doc that's going on with with Microsoft, but it's, it's an interesting game news. Yeah, for sure. it's, yeah, exactly. It's, trying it's, to hop on it is fascinating. Garcia money, right? <laughs> well, they came back with uh, Wreck It Ralph. Yes, they did. That's a great track. Now, who is it? Is Garcia's gone? I think so. Yeah, so. Mm. but it's still Buckner and Garcia. They yeah. put it on as Buckner and Garcia, which is sweet. Who are the people song. that did Pac Man Fever? Wreck it, wreck it, Ralph, as fast as you can. You know you can do it with your colossal hands. Well, I've gotten so excited that I wanted to see if I could find old computer magazines online, computer gaming magazines from the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And my search led me to a place called archive.org. It's a nonprofit internet library where old books and magazines go to die and live again. Mm. So... If you were ever a child of the video game 80s and 90s, for that matter, and you want to see old copies of electric electronic games or computer and video games monthly, there's a huge list of worldwide magazines. Japan, Germany, a lot, a lot from England. But I found a few that I owned back in 1983 on there, and I was just chomping at the wonderful joy that was video game art to sell the game that had jack all to do with the game yep but it was beautiful art it was it was so enticing it made you like oh i want to play that and you're like oh fuck yeah i mean you look at the art for say a game like minor 2049er right absolutely compelling and the game itself well while fun it's not bad i love to play that but it ain't that art but it's yeah yeah did you guys ever play scram no, I don't know Scram. That was the uh, simulator where you had to operate a nuclear facility. No, I don't know this one. For the that Atari 400. Yeah, it, was it sounds really familiar. It was the anagram was start cutting ropes, man. Start cutting those ropes, man. Scram <laughs> was what it was short for. It. So I guess that was... Uh, well, but in, in nuclear fission, that Scram yeah. is an actual term that means yeah. that you're shutting down. Yeah, start cutting the, ropes. The, they were going to cut the ropes that held the, the uh, rods... With a and control let rods. them fall into the coolant there. completely because the the, re- the reaction was getting out of control. Stop, yeah, stop but that's the, all you'd ever do <laughs> when you were a five year old. Yeah, all you'd ever do was just put everything up and watch the, the whole thing. It was <laughs> very boring, but there's like <laughs> and everything would melt down and explode. <laughs> yeah, so it was this Three Mile Island all day long. You know, that was the only really fun thing about it, Scram. It is interesting. You were talking about the artwork, you know, those classic games and being nothing like what the, the classic 8-bit graphics were. But if you think about the fact that nowadays they can actually match the art that they put in advertisements on the consoles, that's oh, yeah. really we, an amazing, considering that was just 30 years ago that we were playing these things at home. And Looks like we made you know, it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just all right saw, barry i just saw the destiny uh arctic ps4 edition that's the white, one, the, right? white mm-hmm. the white one the white one yeah like it that was beautiful looking system white. i don't know if i'm gonna get it though it's a lot of money to throw down it is but and the game's gonna start coming out destiny uh shadows over mordor comes out at the end of the month and of but course see, once october hits is that's when gonna it really those goes. are everything's gonna be on 360 till next year. Yeah, and I actually got a story about that later on with okay. Destiny. But but yeah, Destiny's on its way. Gamefly got lucky and 
they released it to me day before it came out. So in the mail, hopefully next week cool. I'll have a, a report as to what I think of it. I've been watching it on Twitch. Mm-hmm. It looks like Halo it with Borderlands. Like and I love Borderlands, I so like, I'm hoping that's like enough border, for me. I don't like Borderlands, so. I was thinking like Planetside 2-ish, kind of. I haven't played that one. Oh. I didn't is that a PC that. game? It, it uh, is. Yes, yes. That's why I haven't played it. Oh, yes. I do well, not play the games PC on the PC. Race over here. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So you guys next gen, well, we already nickname, had that like PC Master Race five years ago. But, yeah. <laughs> PC Racer X. And I also had the unfortunate uh, joy of watching the movie Oculus last <laughs> night. You poor bastard. That's the one with Starbuck, right? Yes. Is that what dragged you into it? Like, oh, Casey or and Karen Katie Gillen Sackhoff. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, Doctor there's Who fame. Two. There's no easier way for me to get my Katie Sackhoff <laughs> than to watch her. <laughs> you should watch Riddick. Well, <laughs> well, then you should watch she, this movie. That'll help. Yeah? Yeah, this will throw like, an ice bucket over you. Uh, uh, she's just terrible? She's not great in this. <laughs> This is not her role. Has she fallen off the wagon? We is were that just, what's going on? No, we've, we've actually talked about this last I, night. It, it, I it, know she was on it. It just it really depends on what she's cast in. There are some things that you know play some scripts that play to her strengths as an actress, and and again, and, not entirely her fault. That is it kind does, of it looks a, like a stupid movie. It's a haunted mirror movie, which. <laughs> First off, is if you know me, right in my boathouse. Oh, it is. It I, totally is. I love movies about cursed items. Yay, I'm all about it. You watch that show? I don't watch that. Oh, they're like the History Channel show yeah. or something? I don't. No. Oh, what God, do you, that's, that's your whole thing. I should because the stories are probably great. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this here doll is a haunted doll. Okay, I love Stan. haunted dolls. Here's the story of hey, the haunted doll. True what believer. <laughs> Here's what happened. This doll... Screamed in the night, and someone went upstairs, and they went into the room. But do you who's a- screaming? They said, and the doll fell off the shelf. Clearly, <laughs> this was a haunted doll. See, that's why. Do I you get don't a free Frogert with the uh, the haunted doll? You get a free Frogert with the haunted doll. The Frogert is also cursed. The Frogert is cursed. <laughs> that's I- bad. That's uh, why I don't watch it. Yeah, because, no, it's terrible. Because, because, don't watch it. Because, it's the worst. It's a bunch of chain-smoking freakoids. Because at least uh, a movie yeah. about a haunted mirror, I'll see some... <laughs> there'll be some haunting things happening instead of misguided Guess what heads. happened? Guess what happened? What happened? The doll screamed in the night, <laughs> and it fell off the shelf. Obviously, Clearly, obviously it was a ghost was in it. <laughs> uh, I forgot something nerdy I did. Oh, what's that? I played a good chunk... Of Lego Marvel superheroes, finally. Ah, oh, nice. Have you played it? Yeah, I have it. I, I just haven't gone back to it. Falling in a while. asleep when I play it. It is a lullaby <laughs> in a way, but I had a really good time with it. And Stan Lee saying Excelsior after you beat every level <laughs> made <laughs> me cream my jeans. <laughs> Lego Stan Lee Excelsior. Hey, Way does. to go, true believer. And that's your. That's when you get all the Legos. <laughs> when you win. When you get enough studs, you get true believer. He does that in the uh, the Family Guy game too. You know, he there's Excelsior. like every now and then. The, the he's I, got about six different the touchpad game. Yeah, the okay. uh, the, sim- the Family Guy stuff, quest for stuff. Quest yeah, balls. not that yeah. horrendous 360 game. Yeah, he's he says crazy things like he's like I'm as handsome as Chris Hemsworth. Uh, does the Excelsior <laughs> and a few other things like I made you. <laughs> Before we get in news, uh, got a letter. Uh, hey, fellas, love the show. Heard you talking about Arrow on the most recent episode. And I'm just writing... To you failed the city. 
writing to urge you to give it another shot. The first half of the first season is pretty rough, I admit, but it gets way good after that, especially in season two when Deathstroke shows up for real. Also, I promise you, Oliver stops killing people and is tied to a very emotional part in the show. Just keep watching, and I almost guarantee you won't regret it. Almost guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> keep up the awesome, awesome stuff, Matt. Thank you, Matt, for writing. I do want to give Arrow a shot. All right. I, I, there's something in me that's like, I. there's enough people that really like this that I want there to be something there. But people like Smallville. I know. And I, I will. It's I, also on the CW. Right here, I will song. commit to by next Tuesday. I will watch that first season. The whole season. I'll watch the whole season. That's and and take it for the team. And I know he says wait till second season for it to get good, but I'll give that first season a shot. Okay. If it doesn't latch on to me by the end of the first season, I don't know that I will try that second season. 80s Jeff's gonna see if Arrow hits the target. Wow. 80s Jeff's gonna see if Arrow <laughs> scores a bullseye. So that's for you, Matt. I will give it a shot. 80s Jeff's gonna see just how many sharp darts are in this show's quill. 80s Jeff is gonna see if Arrow makes him quiver. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. 80s that's Jeff one. is gonna see if he gets hard every time that dude <laughs> takes his shirt off. Is he gonna have the boxing glove arrow somewhere in the? Uh... Yeah, he's got the boxing glove arrow. Does he? Except it's a dildo. <laughs> It's called the coxing glove. <laughs> Look out, bad guys. Here comes my wiener arrow. Thwunk. Oh! Although, my, you know, right my in butt's the ass. been penetrated. Oh. oh, dear. That's right. Arrow strikes. I got to say, we're talking butt. about TV series right now. Yeah. It. This is a pet peeve of mine that's Ooh. been going on lately. It's really starting to piss me off. Oh. Getting excited. Every TV show well, is doing hold this. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get this straight. Okay, all right. Your soapbox is in place. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so I shit you not, like every TV series <laughs> right now. Oh, look out, people. No shit involved. They do, at the entrance to the TV show, they do a, a synopsis of what the show is at the beginning of every fucking episode. Like what you're about to see? Yeah, like it's like... Clips of what you're going to see? For example, it's like uh, on uh, Under the Dome. It's like, it's like six months ago, a big dome fell over Chester's Mill and we're all trapped inside, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so, okay. so they're giving a synopsis of what the series is at the beginning of every single episode. I remember That's, them doing that in the 80s, didn't they? But but I mean, like every TV series is doing this again. Because isn't that basically the opening of... But not only that... They follow it up with the last time on insert show name here. Sure. So in addition to the fact that we're seeing a series eclipse of the whole fucking series and recapping what the show is, they're following it up with, guess what you missed last week if you didn't watch this? It's like, why would you not miss... Why would you miss last well, week's episode now, and then jump into this one? Here's the thing. It's it's are goddamn you, ridiculous. Are it's, you... Binge watching these? No, no. You are watching these week to week. Yes. Okay. See, me, I have this on. I don't watch the kind of shows. I don't watch many shows at all. But uh, Boardwalk Empire is one that, when you go back in to start up the disc every sure. episode, gives you that option for a recap. And I watch those right. recaps. But every on time. DVD, you can at least have the option to skip it. Especially sure. if you're marathoning it. But here's the thing. I appreciate, especially with Boardwalk, because it goes, it shows you in those recaps stuff that happened three or four seasons ago that are going to make 
an impact on what's coming up sure. in the next episode. That I could and understand. Walking Dead does that too. If yeah. you're if you're coming back into it after a season like in in the case of like Boardwalk Empire, it's about a year between seasons, right? right. And there's so much character stuff going on. There's so many storylines right. to follow. So, but but my my you issue just don't is like the non-option of it being tagged d- in the front. You can't skip it. Honestly, it feels like a waste of about four minutes of every episode. Well, do you think it's because a waste, you literally or do you think have it's something that they're incorporating and counting on to eat up production time? Honestly, I think it's a little right both. There. I think I think it's they're trying to take up time for you know so they don't have to get the full forty-two minutes of an hour-long episode. They can only get away with like thirty-eight minutes of an episode. Let me counting ask you for commercials, but also. It it literally makes the audience feel like we're stupid. It's like, oh, because I didn't see last week's episode. Some of the audience is. <laughs> some is. Some are. I will grant you that. But you don't need to placate <laughs> the small percentage of people that are not the smartest. Does bo- it tick you off about The Walking Dead? Walking Dead doesn't do it in this way. I mean, Walking Dead does it to an extent. You're, pretty mu- you're not so much talking about last week on you're more talking about that little thing i'm talking about the combination of the two of them. that few sentences that talks about this dome came over a thing and now we're wondering what we're going to do next that's the smaller version of what they do i just i just said under the dome because it was the first one that because i watched it on monday uh last night but when it was on yeah Yeah. like almost every tv series does that they got to explain to you what the show is and it's like I've been watching the show. I know what the show is. But you I don't have need memory to, of you lots of TV to, shows doing that. You don't need over to tell decades. me what the show is and then immediately follow it up and say, previously on blah, blah, blah. Incredible I mean, Hulk. Knight Rider was great about it. I, I've been watching Knight Rider lately. I've been watch, I've been marathoning Knight Rider and Miami Vice. <laughs> Knight Rider. <laughs> Miami Vice is number one new show in Bratislava. <laughs> yeah. Miami Vice. Miami Good Vice. Show, Miami yes. Because on the Crockett. Um, the Knight Rider stuff is great because all it does is set up the mythology. Sure. But then it doesn't do, cause there was there only once in a while would they do a two part episode. Sure. Most of the time it's all standalone episodes. And that's episodes. just it. The, the stuff that you're talking about where they do that is long arc television. Yeah, but you did need that little setup every time. And that was the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. You guys still remember that voice, Michael Knight. Yeah. Knight Rider. A shadowy voyage into a world, <laughs> shadowy of a man. flight, a shadowy into flight. A dangerous world of a man who does not exist. That's it. A shadowy flight into a dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Michael Knight, a, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless in a world of criminals who operate above the law. Look at that! And I know that. Sh- was, I know what's my the shit? next one? What's the next line? That's it. Together with his car. No. Together with his hot ass car that he fucks in the tailpipe. (laughs) (laughs) Kit, you burned my dick again. I'm sorry, Michael. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It got Hasselhoff in some new commercial for like Samsung smart home. And basically it's like it's got Kit, Anthony Daniels as As Kit's voice. Anthony Daniels wasn't it. Daniels is the last guy's last name. Yeah, not it's Anthony. A, it's, it's a uh, guy from uh, St. Elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Daniels. Yeah. No. Charlie Daniels! Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Anthony C3PO. Uh, God, why can't I think of his Michael, name? Michael, we got to get this fucking car out of here. Come on. No, but Iron it, the Mountain, run, kid, run. <laughs> Goliath's in the house of the rising sun. <laughs> Driving the back of a giant semi truck. <laughs> 
You look just like you're the dead guy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, but uh, the, the reason I brought that up is because in the in the commercial, Kit plays Charlie- <laughs> plays like the the jealous ex girlfriend. Oh, and funny. he's like he circles around the car. He's circling he, around the like, house. He's circling around the house. At one point, Doing donuts. He, he he does donuts. Uh, at one point, he like uh, stops and then spins his tires and is shooting rocks in through the windows <laughs> at Hasselhoff, and he's getting pelted. With, with and let me guess, he pebbles. throws in the don't Hasselhoff. <laughs> no, actually, Stupid. he didn't say that. What? I know. What? I, was, I was surprised too. But That's trademark. That's trademark. It's, it's a funny commercial if you find it online. It's like Sam. Samsung Smart House and uh, I'm big Dave has David Hasselhoff and that Kit. sounds really fun. I'm about to watch that. It now. is pretty funny. Yeah. Night All right, so Matt Jeff yeah. is going to watch Arrow. Yes. I promise I'll get around and, to it. And Arrow better not do that damn season long art explanation. Have you watched any Arrow previous yet? line? No, I have not. Okay. I'll say this. The first couple episodes are cool when he's lost on the island. No, see, that's a separate storyline, which is the best of the first season, I think. That to, that little that beginning stuff. Well, yeah, it's all through. I was watching the first season. That story arc right there was what I wanted to see more of instead of what he's doing now. Right. right. See, when you said that, I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought you were making a lost joke or something. No. 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 That's the actual origin of that character in many of the comic book yeah. I- iterations. I know so little about Green Arrow. Yeah. 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 Was there, there's two that I've seen. Like he's one like, is like he's like Batman. Yeah. He survives a plane crash and like Except he's stranded on an island. Were, he was older. And then in another version, he <laughs> survives a boating accident and is washed up on the island. Oh, yeah, and Overboard. Parents, I saw that movie. You know, it's that, yeah. Gone. Well, it's more Captain Ron than Overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ron? <laughs> Captain Ron? <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. We're in Cuba. Captain Ron 2. <laughs> I would give a shit about Captain Ron 2. God, why isn't there a sequel to Captain Ron, guys? Oh, oh wow. shit. You know what? Let's start a fucking fake site. <laughs> Captain Ron 2. Well, let's All see right, what... All you heard him, Barry. Get working. Well, what is it? Uh, well, let's topic, romantic topic, topic. Rendezvous. Ca- what? Captain, Captain Ron, Ron 2, 2 Romantic Boogaloo. Rendezvous. Okay, that works. Romantic Rendezvous. Straight to DVD, absolutely. Yeah. No yeah. fucking DVD. <laughs> Dude, come on. He's got pull. Snake Plissken still got pull. Uh, Captain Ron have pull, though. Yeah. Dude, if you I get... Mean, seriously. If you get... <laughs> If you get what's his Kurt name, Russell. Kurt Russell. Like if you get and Kurt Mar- Russell and Martin, and Martin Short, Short yep. back, dude. Okay. Martin Short needs he to does. get back. He does. He needs and, to and get okay, back. if you can get those two, but if you just get the one and his Captain Ron two, let's face it, that's as much cachet as say Randy Quaid in the you know what Christmas if, <laughs> vacation <laughs> right fiasco. If, if uh, Dumb and Dumber two does better, it probably will do. Oh well. God, I can't believe they made a second one of that. Right, but maybe it looks good. I'm excited for it. I really I gotta say that thing grew on me. I hated that movie at first, mm-hmm. and then I saw it in the theater, and I was like, "That's oh, okay." And then I saw it again, and I was like, "Oh my god, I, the, the movie is so funny!" Yeah, it's it's so funny. many ways. You go and do something like this, and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> I was I had such a facepalm moment in the theater when that so happened. Good. I was just like, "God it's damn, it. so good." It's terrible, but, but it's it is awesome. it is hilarious. Well, talking about awesome <laughs> the sequels, that's the best. Okay, that was a good part. I'll give it that. <laughs> I'll give it the diarrhea. <laughs> toilet humor, come on! I'll give it toilet humor. I can't. It shit makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> I hope you're not using the toilet. It's broken. <gasps> <laughs> Justin Marks, the screenwriter behind films such as Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li. 
And John Favreau's upcoming Jungle Book movie has been hired by Paramount Pictures and Skydance to script this was Top my nerd question. Gun 2. This one I heard. This is my nerd question oh, today wow. for, for uh, oh, Matt. Yeah. yeah. How long did it take for him to get it? He got it pretty quick. <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer's production has been slow development for years, but it looks like they are ready to try and move forward. Tom Cruise is set to reprise his role as, in the film as Maverick, and the story will focus on, quote, the relevance of good old-fashioned pilots in today's high-tech, drone-centric war environment, unquote. Top Gun 2. So what the hell is Maverick going to do? Let's see. Isn't he like an instructor supposed to be in the, he's in be, the script? Probably. It makes the most sense. Well, I mean, he's going to shoot would, down the drones. It I'm, would certainly play into the end of the the original film. I see this is kind of like a John Henry kind of story yeah. with a steel versus the steam engine. Yeah. You need pilots to make decisions. You, you can't have computers. See a bunch of drones playing volleyball together. <laughs> 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 ZX1. <laughs> staying, staying with the boys. <laughs> playing, playing with the boys. <laughs> and they're all in like some room across the campus to play. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and they keep they keep, all, cut, they keep cut to them in front of their computers. And they're He's all like, fat so I'm gonna fuck up <laughs> nerd asses like. <laughs> no, like they're no, taking sexy. Sips I'm gonna spike this one. Oh, I got it! I got you! I fucking got you! Offside, you bitch! We have two of the drones do like a little chest bump thing, like this, black together. Yeah, <laughs> the splash of oil as they come together. Oh man, so fucking good! If they don't do that, they should. Bunch of fatties playing drone games, man. I mean, if they make Top Gun two for humor. They're not going to. I'd love it uh, if they did. It would be, be awesome great if, if they, they did. It would be amazing. Yeah. And they already did Full bits of that with, uh, with Hot, hot shots. shots. Yeah. yeah. But they could take it just <laughs> extreme now, even further. Because we all know that, uh, what's his name, Batman. Uh, Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. The best Batman, in my opinion. <laughs> I like he, him more. He's my favorite Batman, aside from Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton mm-hmm. was the best. Yes. After that, Val Kilmer ranks right up there. Um, he can play for laughs. So true. Well, you know, his first film was uh, uh, Top Secret, which was a comedy fest. How old is Val Kilmer right now? Four hundred, I think. And then his second film was Real Genius. So yeah. So you go. I don't like you, uh, Maverick, and then do the whole teeth thing. But his dentures and they fall out. <laughs> I love Real Genius. <laughs> Real, Real Genius, genius is tickles awesome. my funny bone. Not like that movie. I love oh, his so asshole behavior. Good. I don't know why I didn't like that movie, but it did. Well, it's preposterous wrong, all the way through. Wrong time for me. <laughs> I don't, really didn't like it. it it's, I guess that, it's, that lead nerd. He's not a strong lead. He seems like a woman. He's very did he, feminine. Did he turn out to be a lady? Well, he's in... He plays a lot of bit roles in movies now. Where he's a lady? But it's... It, he's Well, I mean, <laughs> in Apollo 13, he was one of the controllers in, in one Houston. One of the women controllers? <laughs> no. He's he's in there. If you look it up, you'll see him. Okay. Watch the film. All right. Yeah, the, the movie does hinge on him, and he's not the strongest performer. I guess that's why I hate but, it. Yeah. But Val Kilmer in that movie. But yeah, I mean, it, it's weird out. that he's supposed to be the lead, but Val Kilmer is the one that's on the poster for the movie. Well, he's, the, he's the hero hero. Yeah. Uh, normally, I, I don't talk about leaks of scripts and stuff that come out just because you never know what you're going to get with the final project. Right. Uh, this one, just because I've been picking on it so hard because it deserves to be picked on. 
uh, The Stand. You know, it's been kicking around Hollywood for a little while. We've been talking shit about this for the last three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like they're eyeing some pretty big changes when it comes to the ending. Of course. This is according to Badass Digest, a recent draft of the reboot written by David Kajanich, who did the invasion, apparently featured some substantial changes from the original novel. Thankfully, the script is being rewritten by newly hired director Josh Boone. Uh, but these were the uh, proposed changes. All right. So take them for what you will. Uh, everybody here familiar with The Stand as a story? I no. am. Uh, At least with the TV show or something? I read I the not. book. Or read the book even better. Perfect. I love the book. I'm not. I've seen the, t- the television show was a pretty faithful adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. The miniseries. Yeah. I mean, not great, but Gary best Sinise, they could do for what they had. Molly Ringwald. Yeah. So, okay, hold on to yourselves, Stand fans. In this version, this is quoting oh, Badass boy. Digest in there, what they got a hold of. The good guy survivors from Boulder get together in an army and march on Las Vegas to kill Randall Flagg. Flagg's headquarters is, of course, the Luxor Pyramid. The Boulderites invade the city, while off to the east, a squad fights at the Boulder Dam, which Trash Can Man explodes, killing Larry Underwood and sending a deadly flood to Vegas. In the city, Flagg squares off against hero Stu Redman, who now has the power of God... And they have an Akira-like battle on the Las Vegas Strip with Flag trying to take Stu's magic. Cars are thrown. Ah! Excalibur's turrets are tossed. The people of Vegas are used by Flag as disposable cannon fodder. Meanwhile, Nick Andro sacrifices his life, taking on out a howitzer. The Boulder forces, while armed, try to take only prisoners and rescue people being, uh, from being under Flag's evil spell. It all comes down to Flag and Stu, and whether or not Stu will absorb Flag's evil magic. And there's a mid-credits tag that sets up a sequel. Yes, a The Stand 2. Do they not <laughs> know that Boulder Dam is southeast of Las Vegas? <laughs> And there would be no way that there would be a deadly flood. <laughs> just, just picking on one aspect of that's wrong with that whole. Refresh my premise. memory. How does it end? It, it ends kind of very Deus ex machina. The hand of God comes down on Flag and his cohorts and sets off the nuclear missile. Right. So it's 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 yeah, so the, the bad guys basically obliterate themselves. Obliterate themselves because Trash Can Man brings the missile. And to then, the city. Right. And then in the TV series, somebody set it off in Las Vegas. Uh, the trash to... Can Man brings it to Vegas. Flag didn't want it there. Yeah. And then... But some hero comes in and gets right. it. Right. And the hand of God comes down. In fact, you wouldn't even know what it was. But in the TV if you series, didn't, If you wasn't. didn't have uh, Ab- Mama Abigail's voice go, the hand of God, an over, overdub <laughs> on it. It's not the best ending. Yeah, because I can't remember... Yeah. In the well, t- that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, how do you even end that? That's what I that's what I I don't remember the ending. Yeah, I remember loving that book, and then it yeah, does it's end about pretty the journey. abruptly. It's all, it's it's a yeah. journey story. Yeah, it's it's horror Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a very similar arc. Yeah, but this this the whole stealing Luxor, the magic. Mordor. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There's the combo right there. It's in the oars. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Moon is like uh, Gollum. Oh, oh, the yeah, the guy that's always talking. M O O N. That spells Bells moon. Yeah. What's his name? I. It's been too long. Been too yeah. long. I don't remember. Oh man, yeah. Uh, man, the, I read this. I'm like, it this was Dauber from Coach in this miniseries. Stand two. Stand two. And uh, stand two. Stand and deliver. Matt Frewer. <laughs> uh, 
Max Headroom. Yeah, he was, was in trash. That, he can was trash man. can man, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Max Headroom is trash can man. <laughs> <laughs> Remember your first Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. Remember your first Coke. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Catch the wave. Coke. Coke. Oh, Coke. It's not computers at all. It's a man. Blah, 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 blah. Green screen. Blah. <laughs> we were so video duped. game loving. We were then. duped. Well, yeah. We thought that what that was the future. Yeah, that's right. But not. Thank goodness it didn't happen. <laughs> Max Headroom. What a it's terrible coming. series. It's coming. Oh, that's right. It was a TV show for a little TV while. TV show was so bad. It started off as a movie, like a like a made-for-TV movie, and then they turned it into a TV series. And for the TV series, they basically, the first two episodes is a redo of the the movie. Max. So, so and, <laughs> yes, and then right. they, they changed around a couple of little yep. plot points in the in the TV series. Yeah. Uh, you know you got something though yeah. when you base your TV show on a commercial character. I mean Max Headroom, those caveman guys from the Geico commercial or whatever oh, right. it was. The Noid. Did they have a Noid show no. at all? Yeah, they had a no. video game. They Remember that? Had, they should have had a show. They had Shit, a video Ralston game. Perina had a Chuck Wagon video right. game for that. Chase sake. the Chuck Wagon. Yeah. Uh, which is a rare collectible that I'm sure will be featured at probably the Classic Gaming Expo. Uh, not to be confused with Beat 'em and Eat 'em. <laughs> <laughs> also featured also at the featured the Classic Gaming Expo. Uh, featured in Paul's porn room. What was, I wish. That's uh, not, not a good enough. <laughs> you ever played it? You, you cannot get any excitement out of a 2600 porn game. No. Uh, now, you've got an emulator system. Yes. You have some porn stuff snuck in there? Uh, I know I've got Beat'em and Eat'em in there. I know I've got that horrible Custer's Last Stand one. Yeah, but don't you just have some random weird... Uh, porno I think gift I, files and stuff that's in there. I don't have it's any a, weird gift it files. It always like finds that. its way in there. I, 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 my guy, Super Nintendo emulator is just rife with <laughs> hentai porn <laughs> and weird the shit. The best porn. Come on. Uh, my guy didn't throw that on there. Well, I didn't beat, get that. Beat him yeah. and eat him the, is totally your post-apocalyptic video game, Paul. Because if you because <laughs> you can't do you can't eat your cheeseburger and and whack it. So beat him and eat him. You're eating your cheeseburger. <laughs> so yes, Paul. Catch that. Falling cum in your mouth. Catch the wave. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> come, come, come. Remember your first cum? There's a whole new meaning to Max Headroom. For you very confused <laughs> listeners uh, who haven't listened to it on the Ice Cream Social, uh, beat him and eat him 2600 game where you are, it's basically like Kaboom, right? Except not good. But yeah, yes, it's it, terrible. It plays it, like Kaboom. There's a guy jacking off at the top. His droplets are coming down. You're playing... <laughs> A very hungry, a hungry lady of the evening. Hungry woman's face, right, going back and forth trying to catch it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just terrible. It's yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's it is terrible. Yeah. But but I've lived it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not as well. Vegas, you can play the home game. I mean, I I think it's not as well. I don't know if it's is it bad or is worse. You than, can play it inside than, like, the Custer's Revenge. No, Custer's Revenge is worse. It's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's. Just rapey. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it is. It is a pretty bad game. Yeah. I'm not going to go into detail on it, folks. If you want to know what Custer's Revenge is, you can look it up. But it's a pretty terrible, terrible game. That's. I could just imagine. I'm going through all sorts of things in my head right now. <laughs> it's bad. It's go on. News don't give a shit about a poster <laughs> created by a deviant art artist inspired by Team Fortress 2 has been mistaken for a propaganda poster created by the United States government during World War One in a Russian documentary about Western propaganda. <laughs> According to Russian blogger Nikita Lik- 
Ketchyov, a you can you can a documentary that recently aired on Russia's Channel One noted that the poster was a World War One propaganda piece. The poster, which shows the soldier class in Team Fortress Two preparing to eat a baby, bluntly explains <laughs> why the demo man class is a better choice in some kind of comedy thing they had going on a while about who was the better class. Uh-huh. Uh, somehow the Russian documentarians confused a stylized poster celebrating a game with propaganda from the 1900s. The world is a joke. If you haven't got yep. it yet, <laughs> the world's a fucking joke. It's the theme of the show. It's the, it's the theme, theme of, of the, this. the theme of life, the friend. Of life. The more you look at it, it's just forget it. We're not even here. No, I don't even know what's happening. No, I've, I have a bruise for all the times I've slapped my head. Weekend Geek! Yeah! Bring your mom! Uh, well, let's see <laughs> if she likes Roland Emmerich. Uh, new! Oh, no. That name should not be uttered. Don't say it three times. She'll show up. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I, it's one of those times where I put it really close to news you don't give a shit about. Well, I'll let it talk. Explain itself. New Angeles is a TV series that will be directed by Roland Emmerich. Uh, he's the guy that did Stargate, Independence Day. And produced by Keanu Reeves. The pilot will be written and executive through. produced by veteran comic book writer Greg Hurwitz, who has, did has Batman Keanu The Reeves Dark Knight. Has Keanu Reeves done anything good since The Matrix, the first one? Uh, didn't he do that? Uh, uh, how was that Philip K. Dick story, the animated one, the rotoscoping one? Was he in that, Scanner Darkly? Yeah, he yeah. was in that. That's okay. So, But beyond that, I really don't know. I, I know he did... Uh, uh, Day the Earth Stood Still I never saw that Oh terrible Yeah, yeah you don't was, want to see that It was yeah. not great All right. Well anyway That's what he's doing now And according to Deadline The show itself Will be set in the future And will quote Hold on to yourselves gentlemen Follow a young man Who escapes the mundane reality Of his life By entering an exciting Virtual reality world <laughs> Called oh, New man. Angeles once down the rabbit hole, he adopts a new identity. Did they actually use the words down the rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah, this is official. Uh, c- becoming the man he was always destined to be, and in the process, unlocks the keys to a mystery that has real-world consequences for him and his family. Wow. Quote. Wow, indeed. They're just shitting out already used, like, <laughs> it's, let's rebrand. Oh, wow. I can't even call it hubris at this point. No. That's insane. It's- so the Matrix is already getting a reboot. Yeah, it's a TV show called New Angeles. New oh, Angeles, was, The Matrix. He was in that movie 47 Ronin that was out. Yeah, uh, but that's not earlier. good. I said, has he done anything? No, no, I mean, I, I was trying to think if he had done anything in the last couple of he years. He has done a couple things. Yeah, that's... It doesn't seem like he had done anything since Day the Earth Stood Still, and that was 2008. So, Angeles Matrix is coming. <laughs> he hurt his neck. He hurt his neck? Yeah, he's got a bad neck. Does he? Yeah. I have no, no idea. Yeah. No excuse, though. No, you don't follow the Keanu fan page. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the best thing I've seen him in, in the last few years was Sad Keanu. And it's a, it's a WWW in the Keanu, spelled with a K-N-O-W. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> and speaking of WW, WWE is the production company behind Oculus. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> Who's in it? What's uh, the wrestler? Uh, I don't I don't know. It was obviously, he was a wrestler. He was okay. Who was it? I don't know. What did he look like? Uh, I can tell you in a second. Roydy Magoo? Grizzled? <laughs> <laughs> Unshaven? Unshaven. Ugh, don't see Oculus. They make terrible movies. Apparently that Leprechaun OS- Origins that recently came out is the absolute horrendous. And that's saying something about the Leprechaun series. 
Yeah, because Leprechaun Leprechaun's horrible. In, Leprechaun in the Hood. Uh, have you seen Leprechaun in the Hood? No, oh, like that one is pretty bad. <laughs> I, I have seen that one. There's a there, YouTube fellow enjoying when he's trying to do the whole the, the gangster yeah. rap thing. Yeah, oh does, my yeah. god, it's horrible. Uh, a fellow named Movie Bob. He has a great YouTube channel for movie reviews. He's fantastic. Movie Bob. Yeah, he did a review of it, and he was and in that he specifically showed that scene of Leprechaun rapping in Leprechaun right, in the Hood. He's like, he's and like, said, right. this is good. Keep, said keep in mind this scene is better than anything in <laughs> Leprechaun <laughs> Origins. <laughs> this is what it's become there's everything is just shit we're just reveling in the shittiness of shit that's why when things are good they shine so brightly well that's why the marvel movies are such an amazing thing yeah because there's so much that can go wrong yeah and like like game of thrones and the hbo cannons you know things that are just this bright shiny diamonds yeah Oh, yeah. wow. Hilarious. Yeah. Ugh. So much chaff amongst the wheat. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's literally like they're just inundating the public with all these entertainment choices just to see what sticks. It's like, let's throw a whole bunch of stuff out there and somebody's got to like something. And it's like, it's like they're not even trying it's anymore. Like individual grains of wheat at this point. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Let's keep it going. Dwayne Johnson has confirmed what character he will portray in an upcoming DC film. It was a toss-up between Shazam and Black Adam and the he- the hero and the villain turned anti-hero. According to the actor and Variety, he'll be taking on the latter. Shazam will be written by Darren Lemke, who did Turbo and Jack the Giant Slayer. EW interviewed Toby Emmerich, the head of Warner Brothers subsidiary New Line Cinema. Uh, New Line is the company that's actually going to produce the film which right away differentiates it from the Justice League movies being created under the larger Warner Brother umbrella. And Rick states, it's a DC comic, but it's not a Justice League character. It's not a Marvel comic. The tone and the feeling of the movie will be different from the other range of comic book movies. It will have a sense of fun and a sense of humor, but the stakes have to be real, unquote. Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, The Man of Steel, both went for the dark and gritty approach, and it's recently been reported that Warner Brothers has instituted a no-jokes policy (laughs) (laughs) for all its Justice League-related films, which means Shazam doesn't appear to be... So the only joke is the movie itself. (laughs) Turds. Jokes are okay when they're well-timed and well-placed. If they're well done. (laughs) If it's well-made, sure. If it's done right. (laughs) I mean, because there were humorous bits of Avengers... But they worked well. They they were. Oh yeah. They were. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, when it when it the, sets what, up the roller coaster the timing of relieving what tension. What you're searching yeah, exactly, for. Exactly. That's it. And it also it's it serves to define character and relationship. Yes. And it also exactly it serves to break tension. Yeah. And to set for pacing, and it serves to define character. It serves to enhance character moments rather than just be a stuck-in, gross, dirty dick line or something dumb. It truly speaks to the heart of who that character is. When the Hulk smashes the fuck out of Loki, that is the heart and soul of the Hulk Yeah, on display. what he does. <laughs> right there. Yeah, that's it. It's funny because it's so honest to the character. Yeah, and when he says puny God, I yeah. mean... You know, Hulk is puny this, puny that. Yeah. And that's the first time he speaks in the whole thing. Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Thor. Station there. Yeah. So goddamn good. Well, especially because you've got in the comics that long history between those right. two characters Rivals. battling, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth because neither are really 
they're both indestructible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing really going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. But even, I mean, you, you look Loki at Loki uh, cracking some jokes and stuff like that. It's all great. But I mean, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that's got a lot of humor in it, but they balance it well with the action and the tension from the drama. I mean, it's yeah, it's. Well, and and, the problem, and, the and it's is, true to those characters. Those characters You're, are, I mean, especially Star Lord. He's he's ridiculous. He's he's a silly guy. He's still basically a kid. He never really grew up. But when you know push comes to shove, he's gonna do what's right. Isn't Star Lord a dick in the comics? Uh, it, it depends. I get. I mean, I'm not fully versed on the 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 classic background. I've only read a lot of the more modern take on. He was a lot. In the on Guardians. the nineties version, the late eighties, early nineties version, he had. And then they had a, the reboot just he a was few a, years they've ago. Done right? A couple different reboots, yeah. And this was a reboot too, where he was he was two people joined as one. He was Star Lord, and I believe what's her name, Star Star Shine or Star Sister or Star Fire. There was a female version to him, and only one could occupy that space time at a time. Okay, and he was a real dick about hoarding the lion's share of existence and every once in a while she'd get to shine through and be you know he'd be too weak and she'd show and shine out and she was like really cool and everybody in the team liked her and then it becomes star lord again like this fucking guy <laughs> okay know. that was an all interesting right. dynamic that they used in that one i didn't know about that yeah one. that like was tomlin cool. and martin and all of me yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but but that's it you empathize with the characters of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You feel something for them. You can't feel anything for fake, fake uh, blue, blue, red Jesus. You can't feel <laughs> anything for him because he's not human, as, and, he, and he shows no humanity. As right. a defender and still enjoyer of Man of Steel and the Batman films that have just come before, they are joyless in their entirety. And that's that the, third that, Batman sure is. That third Batman got it wrong. The second Batman is darkly humorous, but it's joyless. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty dark. There, there's, there's joy in it in the cool gadgets. I mean, there's. I'm not saying joy can't be found, but there is nobody taking any kind of joy or enjoyment of anything in those movies. It's a pretty dark exercise. And frankly, the same can be said about Man of Steel, which is a weird place to have joylessness. Right. So and, right. and I, that's, I think that might be the the word that is the encapsulating problem with Man of Steel: yeah. joylessness. Well, did, did they take nothing away from Christopher Reeve's first two films? Yeah, talk about Figure joy. There's great moments. Of Hale- just wonderful fun. fun. In that. That's it. It's fun. Well, yeah, I think they're so scared because of the Singer film. Because I mean, even though that that's not a bastard of joy in any there's regard, there's no joy in that either. Yeah. That's terrible. That's just a terrible movie. I don't know what he was doing with that shit. That was the one, what, 06 or 07 or something? Uh-huh. That one? Sounds yeah. about right. Kevin okay. Spacey as Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Total waste of his amazing abilities. Yeah. Total yeah. waste. Airplane seems pretty good, though. Yeah, they're at a moment. <laughs> but, yeah. but, that's, but that shows what's in it. That shows uh, Cyclops being a hero. That's true. Cyclops came in and f- saved everybody. Just shows you how much better Marvel no, not movies that, are. Not the end airplane scene. No, I don't He's care. He's talking about the, the beginning. The very oh, start where he movie. stops it in the yeah. in the, the airline ball, ballpark. Yeah, yeah, that was cute. It's and all downhill the, from there. And then right. the nod to the original. You know, yeah. hope and then this doesn't put you off from flying. Everything else is poop. Yeah, right. Statistically speaking, still, still the safest form of fly. travel. I'm but. gonna go kill myself now because <laughs> I'm never be in a good movie again. <laughs> <laughs> 
according to Latino Review, which they they got fingers and weird pies. I'm Ooh, just look saying. out! Yeah. Don't talk that way. <laughs> <laughs> they they got feelers in Hollywood that no one else has, and they are weirdly accurate. They are. So it, you think it might be that they're just not being taken seriously, so that uh, so people are more open to talk. Shit. No, but I mean, I mean, like like when somebody is is a is doing an interview, and they're not afraid to give. They're, an they're not afraid to give to give up some information because they like, well, nobody's going to see this. That's just it. They're not getting it from interviews. They're getting it from people that are. <laughs> Inside, giving them information. Well, but I mean, it could be the same thing. They don't think that this, anybody's going to see it. So it's like, well, oh. if I give Latina review, maybe they got people in the scoop, makeup trailers. It could, could very be. well be. Or cleaning the sets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bringing in eighties. Jeff said it. Eighties. <laughs> Jeff said it. Eighties. Jeff said it. Eighties. <laughs> Jeff said it. Eighties. Jeff said it. No. <laughs> a no, no, a no, a no, a no, no. I just want to know about Spider-Man Three. <laughs> Tell me about Spider-Man Three. Is the Sinister Six a separate movie? Okay. Oh, okay. You need me okay. clean up here. I will. But tell me. Spider-Man. There was some movie I just watched Venom the other and day. Carnage? All right. <laughs> Venom and Carnage. Oh, just Carnage. Okay. All right. <laughs> Cletus Cassidy still the character name. What I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what movie were you just watching? As, as I say, there was some movie I saw just recently that, uh, you know, that's that's like one of the <laughs> the plot points is that you know the cleaning staff that's cleaning this office, you know, gets all these this information and they, Tower Heist was it Tower Heist? Is it, is it, it's, it's just one of those it's odd Tower things Heist. Like, you know, these people with Ben you know, Stiller and they steal the tower. With Eddie Murphy, that one? Yep. They didn't steal a tower. They steal something. It's terrible. <laughs> they stole a Corvette in that. But there's a bunch of people working in the in the building. Security guys and cleaning staff. Security stuff, guards yeah. and cleaning staff that get all the info. Uh, yeah, I guess they, maybe that was it. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a, a Rodriguez It's film. Monique and... Or not Monique. But it was like these, these big execs are just like mouthing off with the cleaning staff around doing their business because they don't think anything of them being there that it means anything. How so. true is that, you think? Well, uh, here's the gem they have for us now. Warners, this is quoting Latino Review, is quietly sending out the DC comic book Legion of Superheroes to screenwriters and their reps for takes. Uh, for not industry folk, that means that screenwriters check out the comic book and come up with a movie idea involving the characters from that comic. Those writers then go to the studio to pitch their idea. The studio then hires a screenwriter they feel has the best idea or take for the film. Unquote. Uh, there's no word on whether Legion of Superheroes is part of the nine unannounced films that the studio <laughs> is planning, or if another potential project recently added. The comic was created by Otto Binder, and the story is set in the 30th and 31st great. centuries. <laughs> the Legion first made their appearance in Adventure Comics 247, which debuted in April 1958. The three founding members of the team include Cosmic Boy whose power includes super magnetism. There's Saturn Girl, who can summon distant people. She can probe uh, human, electronic, and animal minds. And then there's Lightning Lad. He has the ability to generate electricity within his body and then discharge it in form of lightning bolts. There are many other characters that have been part of the team over the years, could potentially be included in the movie. Was Some Matter of these... Eater Lad part of that crew? Was again? Matter Eater Lad? Don't know that one. But those include Superboy. I know the character, but Chameleon Boy, 
Colossal Boy, Check in- it out. Invisible Kid, Star Boy, Triplicate Girl, Phantom Girl, Supergirl, and more. So, Must have been Matter Eater Lad in that bunch. So it smells like they're trying to get some of that fat, fat Guardians gash to me. Yeah, they just think now now the studios went, oh, oh look. fifth stringers. Yeah. That's where the money's at. Fifth stringers. People want to see fifth stringers. <laughs> That's fucking a- dumb. Yeah, Matter Eater Lad is in the Legion of Superheroes. There you go. Uh, they're going to... Shoot themselves <laughs> in the foot? Yeah. This is just... Uh, they want all this big piece of Marvel pie. There's so going to be... Let's shoot him out. There's going to be an elongated man feature film. <laughs> Before At least there's a, a TV plastic show. man yeah. show. <laughs> right. And elongated man. Now, speaking of Galaxy, they retained their top spot at the U.S. box office this past weekend. Uh, so, no, Guardians has pushed. That's incredible. Three weeks they topped yeah. the box office. And it's pushed its worldwide box office haul to $586 million, Wow. Overtaking the total of 2008's Iron Man to become Marvel Studios' highest grossing franchise starter. Wow. Wow. Biggest entry. But my, what's come out since then? Guardian got released. What has hit the theater since Turtles. then? Turtles. <laughs> Sin City. Turtles. That's two comic book movies. Nobody liked there. Turtles. That's true. With uh, Mecha Shredder. <laughs> Mecha Shredder. <laughs> Mecha Shredder, a.k.a. Yeah. Megan Fox. Right there. <laughs> no, she's just seen Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here chewing on the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind my thumbs. <laughs> 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 Megan Toe Thumbs Fox, ruiner of good film. Touch of the Downs. (laughs) Paramount announced late Friday that after the July 1st, 2015 release of Terminator Genesis, a second Terminator installment will follow on May 19th, 2017, and a third will hit on June 29th, 2018. Game of Thrones. You see, you, you're, you're snoring, but it sounds like you're taking a bong hit. It really does. <laughs> I'm not snoring. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying from terribleness. Game of Thrones and Thor the Dark World director Alan Taylor is at the helm of it all. Hey, why hasn't Thor the Dark World dropped in price at all on DVD? What the fuck? They're uh, trying to recoup the biggest of the question I, I guess. Is it worth a shit? The bigger question I have is why are you interested in buying it? I, I still want to see it at some point. It's, it's all right. right. It's go, all right. Go rent it at Redbox or no, something. No, I it's need a to buck. own it. The collection, the whole you'll, thing. You'll be sad when you do. The you, full story. You'll buy oh, it. I know just, I haven't got it. You'll Here buy you go. it, then you'll give it to me like you did I'm Wolverine. I'm for it to be like a dollar. Here's what you do, Paul. You wait for uh, Avengers uh, Collection Phase 2. You buy the whole thing. You get Thor the Dark World as part of it. And that's the one movie you watch once and never go back to. Maybe. And yeah. also, the Marvel movies, for the most part, are on Netflix. I say wait another six months, you'll probably see it. Yeah, that's right. It'll probably be on there. Well, Thor's not on anymore. The original Thor? I don't think so. Avengers is still on there, right? Avengers is still on there, yeah. AMC has officially placed a pilot order for that Walking Dead spinoff series that's been in development since last year. Nothing is known about the pilot other than the fact that it won't be set in Georgia like the main series. AMC president Charlie Collier offered a few hints about the project. Quote, 
Almost from the beginning of The Walking Dead on AMC, fans have been curious about what is going on in the zombie apocalypse in other parts of the world. In fact, beyond requests for zombie cameos, it's the question I get asked the most. Obviously, we all take our stewardship of the original franchise incredibly seriously, and we're all proceeding with the extreme care in order to ensure we are offering fans something truly compelling, engaging, and distinct. So, that's moving forward. Which, Uh, obviously, is going to happen. Right. They need it. What I'd like to see, though, is not another arc series. Like a bunch of little standalone episodes? I would love to see short stories set in that world. That would make more sense. Kind of like what our idea for the uh, you know what that and World I, War Z in, in different series. cultures. I hope right, yeah. I hope they're thinking along your lines because not only would that be a nice change of pace and a great way to showcase new and up and coming authors because every week you could get you could get it like Star Trek, you know, yeah. it just takes a shot. But it'll also keep their production costs down as they don't have to keep rehiring the same five actors yeah. after they friends up their fucking contracts true. after three years. Very true. You know? And you know give did more that, actors. Uh, what was it? Marvel, uh, Marvel. Mortal Kombat, I think, did one on... Um, what's that YouTube? Yes, there was a... There was Mecha... Mortal... Lecha High? <laughs> Machinima. Mecha Shredder. Machinima. Yes. Yes, there was a Mortal those Kombat. I like those. Those are all those right. Are those are all right. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Jerry Ryan. Uh, I'm not. I'm thinking more of the Raiden one where he's in the. Michael Jai White. I haven't seen the Raiden one. I watched like the first two or three. Okay. Raiden comes in. Yes. Does he shoot lightning? No. There you go. <laughs> no. See, these are the, these are the no. an- these are all the answers I need. Yeah. If Raiden doesn't shoot lightning, you're not making the right Mortal Kombat show. <laughs> Raiden. <laughs> Raiden shoots lightning, and if he's and not flies portrayed, across the fucking screen, and if he's not portrayed by Christopher Lambert, <laughs> uh, it's not about life. <laughs> but oh wait, no, it is. It's about. <laughs> it's not about death, but life. I like Christopher Lambert, but not because he's a good actor. <laughs> A handful I know. of people <laughs> on a leaky boat are going to save the world. Exactly. I'm Raiden. What you must understand <laughs> is Mortal Kombat I is a I, fight. I hear Razor Ramon here. What happens <laughs> is a fight when you fight. Dear Chico. I'm the only Chico. one. I'm the bad guy, Chico. <laughs> Say hi to the bad guy. <laughs> Hey, yo, Raiden here. Hey, yo, Raiden here. <laughs> Say hi to the bad guy, Chico. Yeah. It's been more than a year there since we've only one. heard about What's Sci-Fi's up? potential Arthur C. Clarke adaptation, Childhood's End, but the network has given it a green light. The six-hour miniseries adaptation was first put into development early last year. The project will be produced by Michael DeLuca, who did The Social Network, and Akiva Goldsman, who did A Beautiful Mind. It'll be directed by Doctor Who alum Nick Herman, who penned and penned by Who writer Matthew Graham. Clark published Childhood's End in 1953. The novel tells the story. Tells the story. Childhood's End. Childhood's End. There can be only one. A handful of people on a leaky boat. I gonna save the world. Mortal Kombat, childhood's end. Everybody loses a childhood's end. I felt my addiction end. was a little more like n- 90s alt rock. Reptile, reptile. The novel <laughs> tells the story of alien overlords who come in to rule the earth and end all war 
But everything is not exactly as it seems. Their arrival sets off a whole new chain of events that could eventually cost the planet we call home. No more war, but no more chocolate. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Childhood is over. Childhood's in. Childhood is declared done. No more chocolate. That is our decree. Bam, bam, bam. If ever Chocolate there w- is what causes you to be aggressive. If ever there was a robot chicken sketch in this show, right? This is it. No more war. No more chocolate. <laughs> I hate these alien overlords. They've given us peace, but they've taken our Reese's pieces. <laughs> Those are just peanut butter. Those are allowed. Those are allowed. No more chocolate. Oh, wait. I can have most candies? Anything without chocolate. So, like, peeps, do they have chocolate? Some of them. Then those are not allowed. Baby Ruth? Does it contain chocolate? No. Then it is allowed. <laughs> Woohoo! Non-chocolate candies are permissible. How about zero bars? It contains white chocolate. <laughs> but white chocolate's not real chocolate. Then it is allowed. <laughs> uh, mistake. Uh, exactly. It fucking, it fucking goes nomad on itself. That's how they trick them with That's a zero bar. White chocolate is not real chocolate, <laughs> but it is has chocolate in the name. It, it but it is, is not, not chocolate. It is not real chocolate, but it is chocolate. It is called chocolate, but it is not real chocolate. It is also white. Nah! The war Explode. of the world's ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the childhood's end. The robot dummies killed themselves on the chocolate. Uh, what's it called? How they trip him up with that? Oh, uh, uh, logic bomb. Well, but what's the logic other loop? Thing? What do they have? Yeah, what do they call it? No, I know what you're talking. Oh, how do they get him? Like Paradox. Catch- That's it. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> it's close. It's close. It's not exactly it. it you're right. It's not but exactly. It. But I'll take it. Paradox, a logical fallacy, and they're caught up in it, and they die because they're dumb about chocolate. <laughs> Childhood's end. Is there <laughs> chocolate in it? <laughs> Then it is not allowed. System reboot. System Chocolate reboot. Chocolate in it. <laughs> the news broke last month that Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television was developing a TV show based on his 2002 movie version of Philip K. Dick's story, The Minority Report. And now the proposed show has been picked up by Fox as a put pilot, meaning that the pilot has to air or else a financial penalty will be paid by the network. The news will be uh, sorry. The show will be written by Max Bornstein, who did Godzilla, the movie. And uh, Deadline reports that one major alteration from the movie is that the lead role, the detective haunted by her past, will be female. The show will be set ten years after the movie, and will follow the lead character as she tries to help a former precog find a new purpose for his ability to see the future after the collapse of pre-crime division in Washington D.C. So why it's more, it's more about that world, like Andy suggested. When uh, why does any sci-fi series ever entertain an offer from Fox? <laughs> I mean, let's. I mean, seriously. No, you're right. I'm if not they, joking. If they no, you're look right. at the track record. They should understand. Unless I mean, you're the X Files. Yeah. Unless you are perfect within the first three episodes and get. All the people How to watch it, you. But X Files wasn't perfect. How did it sneak under the radar? Uh, it's d- they didn't have anything else. I guess yeah. it was just that early. Yeah, and that, w- that was a new thing. Everything was an experiment there, back yeah. then with Fox. Yeah, I mean, now they I just mean, play it safe. I mean, I was really starting to like Almost Human. I mean, it was a good series. It had a good cast. 
I mean, it was certainly hurt by the fact that they aired the episodes out of order. I mean... Firefly. <clears throat> yeah, and, and Firefly is another great example. But, I mean, it just... I mean, I'm sorry. I get that producers want their pilots to air on a network because they feel like they're going to make... You know, more viewers. More, they'll have more viewers and and less risk. But they seem to but, be the only one that's really doing it because NBC Hannibal did not have that great in numbers in its first season. Right. But they kept it around and it found its numbers in second season. Yeah. Because of all the word of mouth about because it is a good show. And well, NBC, ABC, and CBS keep hanging on to properties that are not doing too well in their first and second seasons, but then find their audience, and but then keep going. All Why these, is it Fox that goes, oh, well, after six episodes, we're not getting any is, return on our there investment? There is no safety in corporate film television management. I, I you, get that. If you, that's why everything's played so safe. If Because if you have a failure that costs too much money, that is your job. Someone is there to take your place. And you know what? As much as it pains me to say it, Fox has had such great success with animation you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the bread and butter of of, of that network well, is but they, really they canceled American point. Dad. Did uh, they? No, yeah. it's coming back up. I got the announcement from Entertainment Weekly that okay. set your DVRs. It's coming next week. See, so okay. I mean, but they they did cancel the Cleveland show, but right. It's still they've got. I mean, The Simpsons <laughs> is going into its twenty seventh year. But they gave right? Cleveland show a fair shot. Four yeah, years, did, right? Yeah. yeah. Was it four or five seasons? Four seasons. I do love how on Family Guy they are continuing to make fun of that. The fact, yeah, and they've incorporated it back into it. It's good. It's great stuff. But that's that. Those have a low overhead. Yeah, that's really it. And and sci-fi shows tend to be expensive. And those animated shows have crazy longevity. The amount of those that are in syndication now, Mm -hmm. just crazy. And the DVD sales are really good. So I, I think it's just that it's so expensive and no one wants to take that risk because sure. their job is on the line for every small risk they take. But it does seem that Fox cancels yes. these things You're right. far more often than any of the other three networks. It must just be a crazy money hat, dude. I, I don't know. It I don't know what it is. It must be a crazy money hat. Was like, uh, Revolution on um, Fox? Revolution was on NBC, but it got three seasons. Yeah, it got more than one season. So, so even what two was that one and and Swear. to their credit nbc gave them the opportunity to rewrite like the last episodes to kind of close out the story and i guess they're going on to do comic books or something to continue the story with revolution i didn't get the chance to watch more than like I, I watched a few episodes of the first season for me it just didn't grab me but i do have uh co-workers that that absolutely loved it. They thought it was a you know a great series and very compelling. I just it just wasn't my cup of tea. And, and I'm usually well, I'm I'm um, usually into a lot of that post-apocalyptic kind of stuff. That's what was but, happening. It was the end of the world. Well, it was well, no no electrical devices operate worked. Yeah, there was there was this some the ultimate EMP. Oh, yeah. I saw a few minutes of Something that. Something developed by the DOD. In fact, I lost track of I I was like one episode away from them actually explaining what this thing was what and, <laughs> and you cared so little you didn't even wait to find out uh, i just i <laughs> it's I, a MacGuffin bomb i had other things that <laughs> i was more interested in the guy from breaking bad wasn't it um gust gus oh gustavo frain yeah, yeah that's right i remember seeing him in it and i was like oh good he's getting more work he's good 
Los Polos Hermanos. Yeah. Irish actor Emmett Scanlon has signed on to play New Orleans homicide detective Jim Corrigan, a.k.a. The Spectre, to be introduced at some point in season one of Constantine. According to the announcement, the character is a man who, quote, is obsessed with justice and who doesn't let police procedure or red tape stop him from putting away the bad guys, even if the bad guys turn out to be inhuman, unquote. Scanlon is a relative unknown in the U.S., though he's had roles in the BBC shows like Atlantis, The Fall, and In the Flesh. Oh, shit. Who was he in the fall? I'm not sure. I is he the know. bad guy in the fall? I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I bet he is. <laughs> Holy fuck. Have you seen the fall? I haven't. I guess I should. Oh, fuck. Is it good? Whew, What's God the premise dude. of the fall? It's Jillian Anderson okay. as a detective and a vicious serial murderer. Hmm. One of the most conniving, monstrous... Frightening as fuck serial murderers. Wasn't it on BBC America for a little while? It's on Netflix. Oh, it's oh, on good. Netflix now? Watch okay. The Fall. There it is. It is... Anne and I right. loved it, but it is hard to watch. Ooh, I like those. It is so hard to watch. Like, Luther? You ever watch Luther? I haven't, but I know you love it. I loved it. Loved it. I can't it. handle this fourth season. Oh. I mean, they didn't just jump the shark. They took a rocket ship over SeaWorld. It is <laughs> the craziest goddamn shit. The season oh, wow. four is just, it's not even enjoyable anymore. Boo. It's not even enjoyable. It's really, it's really. So stop after three. Stop after three. Okay. I mean, unless it really redeems itself, but I'm like three episodes in. There's only three more. And I was like, this is just too much. Uh, okay. Spoiler. Okay. I'll take it. So there's this whole thing in the, in the set, in, in every one of them. Luther is kind of a suspect in and of himself. Okay. It's sort of the Hitchcock kind, or not Hitchcock, the Sherlock kind of thing, where the detectives kind of go, "How does he know all this stuff?" Sure, he's I just bet too he's smart the one, for- right? He's the one, right? So it's, but it's that kind of thing every case, every minute, and it got really crazy in season four. So while these people are on him, the cops are on him to bust this crook or to bust this murderer, and he basically he knows. He's pretty sure this guy killed this man, right? Killed this killed this man who killed his daughter. Okay. Right? So he knows that this guy's daughter was killed, and he's pretty sure this guy killed this man as revenge for his daughter. All right. But he's also Idris Albus. Yes. Okay. He's Idris Albus. Okay. He's one of these he's one of these car cops with a really strong moral compass of his own. Okay. You know what I mean? So he does what he thinks is right. He has no problem beating a suspect almost to death if he thinks it will save an innocent life. While at the same time, he has no problem letting people go scot-free if he feels like they have been unjustly sought after by the law or whatever. He's, he's, he very much has a vigilante sensibility, which leads him to be suspected and sought after by his fellow police officers. But this whole thing is they, th- they think they've got the guy and he's going to kind of let him, letting him just hang in the wind and he's not going to follow it up. And so the police are like, he's not following this up. He should go. He should bring this guy in, in now. He should arrest him. He knows. And the guy somehow gets it in his head that the police have uh, fingerprint evidence. Okay. So they think if he, so he thinks, well, if they can get my fingerprints, then I'm fucked. 
but I need to I need to stay out of jail because I have a asthmatic half crippled wife that I got to take care of now at home. Okay. So the this 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 man's this man who's on the edge of his sanity, you know, as far as, you know, trying to save and keep what semblance of family he has left after his daughter has been murdered and he's taking justice in his own hands. He decides to put his fingers in a blender to, to remove his, his uh, fingerprints. And it's the hokiest shit. And then Luther comes at him in the hospital and he's like, yeah, uh, we've already got your prints on file. So it's going to be, you know, it's one of those things that kind of a moot point. I'm real sorry you went through all this, but, you know, we've got... It's not going to really do anything for you. We got your prints on file, so sorry. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, oh, because he was trying to help him. And it just, yeah, it's just weird. But at this point, it's just, it's just, it's really weird. You it's, feel it's, like they're grasping at straws for stories? There's just like three levels of, of intrigue now. And yeah, it just seems a little put on right now, but whatever. Still, the first three seasons, okay. the first two, exceptional. Luther, just, Idris Elba, he's just so good. I think maybe he was just really busy in this third, in this fourth <laughs> season. Too many movies? Too many movies, Possibly. too much other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's so, got Asgard to defend. <laughs> so Emmett Scanlon uh, playing Jim Corrigan, who becomes a Spectre. Uh, Spectre is a comic book hero. has been around since the 40s. He was created by Jerry Siegel and Bernard Bailey. Uh, he's an avenging spirit born after he's denied admittance to the afterlife, so he returns to the world of the living to take out evil baddies. They had a DC Showcase uh, Spectre short film on one of the, uh, the uh, I want to say Justice League Blu- Blu-rays or something like that. I, think, I believe you're right, yeah. Like Crisis on Two Earths or something, I think. It was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't, you know... I mean, it was a short it film, did, did so you really... Well, no, I mean it. It stuck. It's just it. It's one of those short films, so it was only like six minutes long. Sure. So it didn't really have. I mean, it's it. That's a short amount of time to introduce the character and then get it into, you know, the actual story. Yeah. So. A bleeding cool claims they have been reliably informed, unquote, that DC is actively pitching a television adaptation of Supergirl, aka Superman's younger superpowered cousin. The project is reportedly being developed by veteran producer Michael Green, who is behind Smallville and Gotham, uh, who also helped launch the new 52 comic reboot of Supergirl. Supergirl! Hooray! <laughs> I don't know. If it's done well. There's a few comics that you know, she's featured in that are not bad, but, I mean, overall, the characters she just... She had a great re- reemergence in that Superman versus Batman yeah. when it first came out. I mean, I have the comic that the uh, the movie is based on, and it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. But as they've already told us, the television continuity is not the same as Justice League continuity, which right. apparently is not the same as Shazam continuity. So yeah, right. who Whatever. knows what the hell? Who cares? DC, <laughs> get it together, turkeys. <laughs> They're dropping the ball, but they know it. They don't care. Well, on the <laughs> other side of the screen, Deadline reports that Argentine filmmaker Andres Muschietti, who did Mama has signed on to direct Shadow of the Colossus for Sony Pictures. The 2005 video game followed a young man tasked with killing 16 massive colossi to bring back his dead lover and is often cited as one of the most influential games of the modern era. You played that? Uh, You know what? I wish I could say that I have. And I have it. I've never played it. I've played enough of it. I need to play more. 
you've played enough of I've, it. I've played I've played a bit of it. Okay, I need to, I need to play more because gotcha. I know it is one of those. But it's very arduous. It yeah, still I, suffers I, from those controls. Sure, it's a puzzly jumper climbing up all the the colossi to That's take what them it down. Is. But I yeah, understand yeah. very emotionally engaging. That's it. If if I enjoyed the game mechanic a little more, if it had a more Katamari Damacy action with some of this uh, pathos, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, this is a, the game mechanic is very tough. Okay. Yeah, but it's a classic. Sure, I understand. It's very beautiful, and really makes you think and feel at the end. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. it's a it's got a really great message, and one that you kind of have to deal with on your own. Be interesting. They uh, translate that to a movie. Be a good movie. And it certainly would be visually amazing. It better be silent. <laughs> I don't think it's going to I mean, be silent. not silent, but it better not have not have any dialogue. <laughs> it's going to have dialogue. Fuck, They're not going to not make a movie. That's it's fucked. That's, that movie needs to be no dialogue. It, I would be really impressed if anybody made a movie with no dialogue anymore. They made what, that silent movie a couple years ago. It right. won awards. The artist. The artist. But. Yeah. The fartist. I cannot see them doing a genre picture without. They should do it, man. It'd be so good without dialogue. Well, there's just. Because also- the whole game, that's the whole thing. It's the, the same thing with Eco. It's, it's the same same thing. You know, it's just part of the trilogy that may or may not ever happen with uh, Last Guardian. Sure. But uh, it's it's not having dialogue. It's letting the mood and the atmosphere and the and the the progression and the and the and everything carry you along. It's so important. Well, that, let's let's face it. I mean, how many video game adaptations to movies have we experienced that are actually decent? Pac Man was pretty close. Pac-Man pretty much nailed it. <laughs> Jesus. Right. I'm stuck in a maze. I'm in a maze and there's ghosts. Oh, shit. No, ghost monsters. Ghost monsters. Oh, shit. Actually, I love the Pac-Man cartoon. I know you do. I know you Crazy do. Crazy man. And and you also love how much it, how terrible it is. Yeah, it's too. the worst. You're like, yeah. it's like, it's terrible, but I love it. it Didn't is. Peter Cullen voice the cat? In Wouldn't that? surprise me at all. I think he's the cat. Puss Puss. Yeah, I think he's Puss Puss. It's Puss Puss and Chomp Chomp. And Peter, Chomp Chomp the Peter dog Cullen and is Sour Puss. Sour Puss. Sour Puss. Okay. Sour Puss and Chomp Chomp are the dog and the cat. Okay. And there's Pac Baby. Peter and... Cullen being the voice of Optimus Prime. Yes. That wouldn't surprise me. He did a lot of voices. Let's see what other joyful things we have. Oh, Ooh. the Pac-Man cartoon, everybody. <laughs> everybody, yeah. I've so watched good. that. Huh? I guess i got to watch that. Have you never seen it? No. <gasps> Go ahead. Try it. I dare you what we're gonna watch an episode jeff you watch arrow you watch we're gonna watch an episode as soon as this is over i think that's a fine idea we're gonna watch an episode of pac-man yes we are gonna sit and subject we're gonna watch an episode of of season two where uh where junior shows where it gets better junior and super pack super pack is fucking funny uh, i'm super pac-man i'm here to save the day he's a he's it was really great it was one of those first kind of moments where you're like it was it was it was actually very funny. He's a delusional superhero and he fucks up more shit than he helps. Okay. He just wrecks the whole of Pac-Land in order to try and help shit. And he's like, I know that you're very glad to see me, but I have to be going. Away. Super Pac. <laughs> it's fucking good stuff, man. I'm Super Pac-Man. Wow, head. This wow, world, head. World of War. This is the first the World of Warcraft head. <laughs> That's what he calls himself, Wowhead. Uh, has located several NPCs in the World of Warcraft Warlords of Draenor beta that pay homage to the late Robin Williams. 
The late comedian was a big fan of World of Warcraft. A wowhead uncovered, I can't say that, uncovered several NPCs, including a genie you can summon from a lamp, an NPC that looks a lot like Mrs. Doubtfire, and an alternative version of Robin dressed like Mork from the 1970s era sitcom Mork and Mindy. Last month, Blizzard confirmed they would add Robin Williams into the game as an NPC after fans started a petition on Change.org asking the company to immortalize him in the game. Immortalize him? Immortalize him. <laughs> there's also reports that people were finding uh, like pieces of broken egg, but if you look inside it, there's electronics in there, which was a nod to his, his ship from Mork and oh, Mindy. Sure. Yeah, I did see a picture of the genie. And uh, and there's also apparently toys in nod to your favorite Robin Williams film, Toys. <laughs> <laughs> the toys were cool. You thought it was going to be cool for a second. That movie's so shit. It's a sad, sad feeling movie. It's a shit yeah. film. It's yeah. a shit film. That's that, just it. You, you, expect it, you expect it to be a movie you... F- go, yeah, this is fun, and it's not fun. It's so... Yeah. It's beyond not fun. It's just so stupid. Ugh. It's, hey, let's take the one good thing on earth, toys, and destroy it. Perfect, Hollywood. Well, what, what, wasn't it just a, a ham-fisted story about war toys or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. We don't need war toys anymore. Teddy bears and shit. <laughs> Patch Adams. Microsoft has announced a promotion that will give anyone who buys an Xbox One a free copy of one retail game. I just saw this at Toys R Us when I was shopping at Toys R Us minutes ago. <laughs> the promotion runs until September 13th, applies to all Xbox One SKUs, SKUs including the Xbox Scoos? One with... Scoosey-doos? That's the one. <laughs> the Xbox One without Connect. And the Destiny Xbox One bundle and other bundles How currently available at retail. It's too expensive, too. If it's a dollar, it's too much. <laughs> free Xbox One game can be any Xbox One retail game in store. Renny Xbox game? Any, any. Renny? Renny, Scoob. Renny, run, you run? Renny, run, you run. Row extrusions? Except not pre-orders. You can't do those. Row, row. But if it's currently in the stores, yeah? sure. Row! That's not a ghost. It's executive of Microsoft. I would have got a row, <laughs> too. What for you meddling kids? Raggy! Like, what should we do, Scoob? I need a new console, but I can't decide. That's a much better version, by the way. I think I should get <laughs> My Shaggy's better than my Scooby. Yeah. I don't claim Soits. to have a good Scooby. Nobody does. I have wanted to buy one. It's far too invasive. <laughs> oh, I'm certainly not getting one with Connect. It'll see me smoking weed. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Activision and Bungie have announced that those who purchase digital copies, p- copies, copies, You must be the one. You want a harbinger? You've been watching Pootie Tang or something. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You know what? That really is an underrated flick. I think it's an overrated <laughs> flick. No, there is something. There is something tragically magic about that fucking thing. I it has a it has a kiss of bizarre I've never seen matched. Oh, it's have you seen I've it? I've never seen it. It's You know it was written and directed yeah. by Chris Rock. Chris right? Rock. No. No. Who was it? No. Well, Chris Rock had a hand in it. Okay. It's Louis C.K. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, that I certainly you've didn't. You've got to see you've got to see Pootie Tang. It's something else. Okay. Oh, what well, does he I will say, say? I have a step say? closer to watching What's that it thing now. He says 
Uh, I watch Arrow first. I got a flip flam on the Jim Joe. What, he says the craziest yeah, shit. But he says he says keep it sleepy on the s- slappy on the ding dang. It's just he's out of control. Watch Booty Tang. It's not a good movie, but it's an it's a it's a compelling fucking film. Activision and Bungie have announced that those who purchase digital copies of Destiny on Xbox 360 or PS3 will get a free upgrade to the Xbox One and PS4 version. The upgrade deal will only work within the same console family, meaning Xbox 360 owners can upgrade to the Xbox One version, PlayStation to PlayStation. The other applies. No. The offer applies to the standard and digital Guardian <laughs> editions, right? What this play? Some people are some, dumb. Some people are. You gotta spell it out. Damn it. The license for the game will also be retained for both versions of the game, gear and progress can be carried over to the current-gen version, but also can be carried back to the older consoles as well. Uh, The deal is valid until January 5th, 2015. Which I I find interesting that you can bandy back and forth. Another reason not to buy the next-generation consoles. (coughs) At least not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Are you looking up some Pootie Tang facts? I was trying to find some quotes, but it's not really bringing up much. I'll see if I can find it because it's that right, one well, phrase that becomes like his signature piece. Well, you're looking for that phrase, and it's just something else. Engadget has a report on Samsung's announced Gear VR, a virtual reality headset device that combines software created by Oculus VR with Samsung's new Galaxy Four uh, Note Four phone. Announced at the IFA 2014 event in Berlin, Germany, the Gear VR is a headset that allows Samsung's Note Four to be slipped. Uh, into the headset, much like the Oculus Rift. The device then can be used for virtual reality-related applications. While details on the software are pretty thin at this point, all of it is being created by Oculus VR. Uh, Engadget offers a detailed report on just how functional the device is at this point, but the key takeaway is that Samsung plans on releasing this device this year, far ahead of Oculus VR's own virtual reality technology. Yeah, John Carmack actually had some a hand in the software development for that. Yeah. So v- VR coming to your phone before yeah. PC. And well, I mean, Oculus co-developed it with, sure, with Samsung. Sure, but it's still coming out first. And it's supposed to... Uh, every review I've read said they said it's, it's very comfortable to wear. It's not overly heavy. It's not... Um, because it doesn't have, the, <laughs> doesn't have the tether that you have, like, with the PC version mm-hmm. of the Oculus... You know, you can you have a little bit more freedom of movement. Although they do say you do need to be seated when you're, you know, okay. using it because it, yeah, otherwise you're bound to run into things. Walk around so, like an idiot down the street. Sure, and, and, and my, <laughs> I'm searching my files, man. And I'm not wrong to saying that this just slips. Oh, your phone slips into the headset, so you're looking it's, at your phone. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it basically it's got optics in the actual uh, headset per- portion. But you, there's a, a portion on the front that you snap open. You do uh, lock your phone into it, okay. and then the phone's camera actually um, acts as the augment. Act, yeah, well, it acts as the augment in addition to the sensor that detects how your head is moving, and then you also have the uh, the uh, accelerometers in the phone that also sense how your head is okay. positioned, and then merges that with the software. I know some of the early software that they were showing off at IFA were a lot of basically 3D movies. Okay. Um, so that's a way for you to watch 3D uh, movies. Um, and it said it was a, a very good I experience. interrupt this Oculus moment with Pootie Tang quotes. Sepatow. I'm a, I'm a Get that closer. Like my on a pepper tang. 
Well, I can't say the name of my brother. Wadata. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Sign Your Pity on the Runny Kind. <laughs> Sign Your Pity on the Runny Kind. Dirty D, you a baddie, daddy, lamatai, tebby, shy. That's a can of pan. All the way down. <laughs> yeah. Sada Tay. I'm a time captain, Jimmy. Why the time? Me, I dang on the Jamie's mommy. Ah, mommy. There's a sign, Tibby, in a classic. She's a cold Tony. You better whoop a call to the family. Cause the Cammy Town's a pity on the family style. Bad like a dead time. Don't bang the dillies. Ran a can. Nah, D. I, th- I think we got enough. That's a can of pan to the simmer child. I got to say the name no, my brother. What a tie. See my name. What a tie. He says Wata-ta. all the time. What a tie. And sign your pity on the runny kind. Sign your pity on the runny kind. What a tie. I'm not sure I'm sold yet. Uh, Just watch it. It is unbelievable. It is. It's Louis C.K. Project. It's something else. It's, and the thing, the thing is, it's it's. It re- there's just it's it's a it's a comedian's comedy as well. Okay, you know what I mean. Like it's it's a if you're a student of comedy, speaking to the choir. There's some there's some shit in there. And you're like, yeah. I mean, a Pootie Tang. <laughs> he just yeah. talks like that the whole time, and everybody gets it. Everybody knows exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> everybody understands him completely. He just come up to the to the, to the club, one in the club. What a tay, Santa pay on a cred cred, zoba zo, and they'd be like. Yeah, sure, you can come in, but you got but your girl got to stay out. Oh, beta kind on a slip. Sign, sign, so good. A boom, boom, bing. And he's like, all right, Pootie, just for you. <laughs> what a day. And it just goes, it's just crazy. What a it's really funny. Oh, Jeff, you're running you on a pity tab. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't find it amusing at all. But Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I watched it all the way through. <laughs> it's painful some, as it was. It's something else. Have you seen anything else like that ever? No. There you I go. Mean, okay, that, that. That, that in and of like itself, it has a singular voice, which just that alone. Which apparently is baby talk. It's, and I do really is. like Louis C.K., so right. don't, 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 don't take that as I know. You know, that I... And it's definitely a departure, but it's something else, man. Booty Tang. And there's a ton of comedians in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's loaded with people you'll recognize. Like David Tell has a big part in it and a bunch of other... Yeah. Hmm. For the first half of 2014, Lego surpassed Mattel in sales revenue for the first time ever. Oh, shit. Effectively making the company the biggest toy manufacturer on the planet. In 2013, Lego passed former number two toy company Hasbro, and it seems Legos have now proven much more popular than Hasbro stalwarts like Transformers, My Little Pony, and board games like Monopoly and Clue. While other companies diversify into several different areas, Lego has poured its resources into making its niche a full-on market unto itself by cutting licensing deals with every brand from Marvel to Star Wars to the Ninja Turtles and to the Simpsons. Lego has managed to pull more and more kids into playing with the company's toy niche. So, congratulations, Lego. Works. It's uh, Not you number one. Higher quality. It's just higher quality. That's all there is to it. Mattel's best stuff is it's wrestling figures and, of course, for me, the Masters Universe line. Which is a very specific niche line. Very specific niche line. Incredibly niche line. Barely made the, the cut this so year. So it did make it. It did make it. It is happening. So Do they be a have a line that's a better seller than their Barbie line? Because, I mean, I know that's been their cornerstone of their 
I think Monster High might give it a run for its money. Okay. Is that's a big that's a big Mattel piece too. Okay. But Barbie is up there. I think Barbie is their evergreen forever. Well, I mean that's sure. that, that has been their yeah. their sole moneymaker for a lot of years when they were having some downtime. Yeah, after after Masters cuz Masters Universe do not forget what that did. Billions of oh, okay. dollars. That was that there there are still coffers with Masters money in it at Mattel. There's a reason that they remade all the fucking figures 30 years later. It was a a seismic shift in toys. It was absolutely things are still dictated by uh, and and you know worked from that model. Uh, did they get enough signups to continue? They that? just barely or, did. Okay. They just barely did. Yep. I couldn't. I couldn't remember if we talked it about that. It was so or not. close. Mm-hmm. It was like 101 percent, maybe. Oh wow! Or a hundred. It was a hundred point. Oh, one percent. Just yeah, enough. Wow. It was just enough. Like it really, really, really. Close. Come on, three more people. Yeah, three really. More people. It really got down to those kinds of numbers, and uh, it's exceptional. But I'm glad it is happening. I get my ninja. I get my drag store. I get my multibot. I get my squeeze. I get my blast attack. Uh, I get my Sarad. Get your empty bank account, and that's about all I care about. But the rest of them will come anyway. It's a bunch of. <laughs> the rest of it's a lot of uh, Princess of Power, but Laser Light He Man, Laser Light Skeletor. Fucking A. If they close it out with Laser Light He-Man, Laser Light Skeletor with some kind of battery availability or something, or maybe a glow-in-the-dark, I don't know, they should blow it out. There is yeah. also, there's the possibility of a 2000X add-on line, which I would flip for. They are doing a 2000X style King Hiss oh. and Snake Man He-Man. That's in this upcoming group. In the 15. And it looks Stellar. Hmm. Oh, it looks so good. That 2000X is still my favorite design choice. The anime stylized. Yeah. Those figures are still the best. Now, the, the new ones are great, too, because it's still Four Horsemen, and there's some of that influence in there a little bit, but it's way more about the classic stuff. But they're going to probably put on, they're going to give us another six figures, hopefully, that are just 2000X style, and that'll wow. be fucking sweet. Now, speaking of mail order, that reminded me, when I was looking through those old computer game magazines, do you remember, basically every magazine had this offer, the RCA Record Club, the, the Book mm-hmm. of the Month Club. You get the you get the thing shipped to you if you don't ship mm-hmm. it back. Right. Then you get to keep that and have a headache if mm-hmm. you didn't want it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was apparently one of those for Atari 2600 games. Mm-hmm. That I I had no idea existed. My dad ordered a glut of eight hundred games. Really, from that kind of thing, four hundred and eight hundred games from Antic. Yeah, Antic wow. magazine. He had a subscription to Antic. My dad would actually program those. <laughs> Antic was the uh, Atari centric magazine. Yes, and specifically for the home computer versions, the four hundred and the eight hundred. And he would sit there on his weekends and type in these endless pages of code of basic. Oh, I remember. Code. Yeah. To to get some game, Escape from Epsilon was the best homebrew game that they made for that thing. It was it was like Indiana they released Jones. Released magazines and magazines of those kind of type it in yourself. Programs. Escape from Epsilon was great, but if you messed up one keystroke, it wouldn't work, and you wouldn't know why. And you didn't know why, and you had to just look through everything. It was a, the oh god, programming in the back in the day. Programming no, today, packing yeah, people have no idea. I did a Java class and getting oh, that shit to compile. Fuck are you kidding me? Off with that shit. I have no zero patience. <laughs> Zero patience for that shit. I couldn't believe it, but my dad was able to tough it out. But that was a great one. I did that with uh, the Apple II in uh, in grade school, and uh, 
And then I also, when we got our C64, Dad had the description to, oh, what was the name of that magazine? There was like there was a magazine just like that. It was like just for Commodore enthusiasts. Sure. And I remember it had like the, the C logo, and I can't remember the name of the magazine. It's going to drive me crazy here. But they Computron. had. I will say there's about five different Commodore magazines. Okay. And that's I, I, if magazine I saw the logo, I would know exactly what it was. But they had Archive. that same thing. Org. They right. had uh, they had the uh, you know the Program pages it of it mm-hmm. and and since I'd done it with the Apple II, I'm like well you know I could probably do this and Heck I would were... I would spend hours typing in that code and tedious then hours running it and then it, it the I will tell you this the the worst thing is when you make that one syntax error or you 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 type like an e instead of an a or something and you don't catch it. Because you're, you know, you've been going at it for hours, and you're a little blurry-eyed from staring at that the old CRT, and then you type run, and the thing just starts working it up to a point, and all of a sudden just freezes, and you're just like, "What's wrong? What's wrong? Control break, control break, and nothing is happening." And ugh, it's mm-hmm. awful. My parents didn't send me to camp; they sent me to computer camp when I was younger. You'd go to a camping environment, but you'd have right. a classroom where you learn basic language. Was this before Space what's, Camp? What's very, oh, very much before. Okay. And when I started looking at the computer magazines today before the show, right. I was reminded because I kept running into this code, and I went up to look up Camp Potawatomi, it was what it was called, and uh-huh. it's still there. Wow. Not a computer camp anymore. Okay. Now they have a, bondage. a Star Wars camp. Oh! <laughs> now it's... That's good. Padawan. Yeah, you start as a Padawan, and each day you have Jedi training. Was it a Padawan before, and it just happened to be a Padawan? Now, Padawatomy was the name. It's a and now it's Padawanomy. Uh, I wish it were. That'd be the best. If it, <laughs> were. it has to be no, Padawanomy. No, 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 if it's a they, Star Wars well, camp, well, they have multiple camps, but Star Wars is one of the camps they offer. Mm, Padawanomy. So Padawanomy. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to be so a that Jedi, exists. You got a Padawan before. They're not teaching program. They're teaching the Force now. So, That's hilarious. yeah. Well, it's stronger than programming. It is. Um, so yeah, my dad ordered a, like just a chunk of games, and I remember distinctly we tried to you had to select which games you want, and we ordered Pengo. Ah, yeah. But Pengo didn't come. Robotron came instead, and it was a good thing it did. <laughs> That's Far true. superior game. So I we enjoy got, them both. But we got you got a bunch of cartridges and some really good ones in that mix. It's really really good. But yeah, that four hundred eight hundred had some great home console versions. Not arcade perfect by any means, but you're one of your better, better Donkey than Kongs. Yeah. Absolutely, one of your better Donkey Kongs. One of your better uh, Popeyes. Probably ColecoVision would be about the closest thing to it. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Yep. Now, which was the version of Pac-Man where Pac-Man did not change direction? He that's was twenty six hundred. That's the always shitty twenty six hundred. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. That, that, uh, uh, that was the that was the first salvo in the Great Crash video game crash. Because I remember yep. going to a friend's house and, and he had just got it. He had just got the game. We plugged yeah. it in. We were so excited to play it. Pac-Man. And, and, and we're, like, we're steering Pac-Man around the board and it's like, wait, why is he only facing to the right? Why is he larger than the maze? Yeah. Why is he blinking out of sync all the time? Yeah. What is it this was, shit? It was yeah, the, the Pac-Man on the, on the 400, mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll never it? I'll never forget. It's pretty I close. got pretty good at that game. I played a lot of Pac-Man as a kid. And uh I'll never forget I was playing Pac-Man and there was a glitch where I ate the eyes. I ate the eyes at one point. Really? You know, you know the ghost yeah, eyes. Yeah, the ghost eyes. Yeah. I ate the eyes 
and it and that ghost never returned for the rest of that level and it remained just three ghosts in me mm-hmm. that's how you take it down wow. it was cool that, that that hadn't happened a long time <laughs> but that was one of those things I was like yeah see here's the hubris I of used Atari. To, I used to record me playing Pac-Man on, on videotape video nice so used, please had, tell me you still have I had those. I wish I had some more VCRs it, I mean you know it was just yeah, you recorded over. It was them, just I'm sure. well, and it was just the video feed, so you didn't get any like Paul commentary. Oh. You just got the video feed <laughs> of Paul playing a game. So I would go back and watch and be like, "Look, that's where I played a game." But I was obsessed. But that was with a that new shit. thing. Oh, it wasn't. That a was thing. a new thing. Fucking to be able a. To be on TV with your video mm-hmm. game. I'm like, look at that. I did that. That was me. My first movies were me. Pac-Man. No but the Atari Pac-Man. hubris when they got the Pac-Man license. Oh. The cartridges could hold 8K of memory, right? but they use the 4K memory, and that's why it's so bad. Mm-hmm. That's why everything flickers when you play it, why yep. you can't move it one side, why they're not dots and they're lines instead, the horrible music. And they were so sure that everybody was going to buy one, they made over 5 million copies for sale, even though there weren't that many 2600 2600s in existence because yeah. they figured well with it coming out people will It'll buy that many 2600s yep. right and then people instead bought the game and started returning them because it was so terrible mm-hmm. wow and then et happened next year mm-hmm. craziness yeah i'm sure i'll hear all about it again this weekend i'm sure you will <laughs> <laughs> well you'll hear about write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com and if you're going to the expo, look for Paul and myself. Apparently, I'll be there Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to try to go on Saturday. I just I know I won't be able to go on Friday. If you're a scoop or a uh, shock, shock monkey, monkey <laughs> uh, shock still don't monkey. like that name. Well, too bad. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, a fat nerd, and I'm sure you oh, throw a rock. Plenty of those. Exactly. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> throw a rock, and you might hit me. You'll probably hit somebody else, but. You never know. Hey, stop it. Yeah, I'll probably have uh, my glittery Super Mario backpack. I got a special one. I should wear my yellow Starcade shirt. Oh, you should wear your... Dude, you wear that Starcade shirt, you're going to get pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Pussy for days. Swimming in it. Man pussy. But yeah, pussy. Yeah, but hey... Front butt man pussy. Find the fold. Yep. Front butt oh. man pussy. It's good stuff. <laughs> Until um, next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. What do you want to call yourself this week? <laughs> Flip floppy mad. That's what I'm going with. I was going to say we could call him Cadet Canada. Nope. Cadet, Cadet's pretty now. good since he's new to the show. How about Cantada? Cantada. Ooh, that's good. I like that. But it's flip floppy mad. <laughs> It'll be interesting to what they come up with. I'll call you Joe Cantada. (laughs) I'll talk to you next week at Geek. Joe Cantada. Joe (laughs) Cant. Joe Mama. Joe Cantada. Joe Mama. Oh, my God. Joe whom? (laughs) (laughs) Joe whom? (laughs) 